Boom. Boom. A crew neck sweatshirt that says Croc Daddy on the front. Boom. 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 Hey, little stinkers. Welcome back to the nastiest pod on earth. (laughs) If you're a little freak bitch, put your hands up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That one was just for some of our listeners that I know listen to their mothers. (laughs) We hope we freaked you out. (laughs) Welcome back. Hey, Kira. Hi. How are you, Griff? I'm good. I'm good. My allergies are finally calming down. I know you hate hated when I talked about the rain on prior episodes, but yeah. it did. Re- <laughs> You're like, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. But they had warned us that this much rain would lead to the worst allergy season in recent history. And every all of my friends that suffer from them have been knocked out, myself wow. included. So yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ask for empathy from you because I know that's pretty, uh, I'm not going to get it. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? I empathize with your allergies. <laughs> I do not empathize with your incessant discussion of the weather. <laughs> Only with rain. I love rain so much. When you meet my parents and when we when we meet when we meet our one million uh, stream goal and you go home to my farm and we have a summer thunderstorm on the farm, you will understand. Until then, just continue to love me unconditionally. <laughs> I promise I will. <laughs> What's new with you? What's on your plate? Nothing. <gasps> you ate it all up? No crumbs? I'm, I'm chilling. No, life is good. Life is busy. I'm prepping for some live shows this summer in LA and New York. Oh my God. You're coming really? to LA? I am coming to Dynasty Typewriter at the end of June. So stoked for that. Um, no, life's good and I'm ready for the crime. Do you think I'll be able to come to one of those shows? Would Would you maybe let me be there? You know, believe it or not, I might have a ticket with your name on it. Cool, cool beans. And you'll get to see me in drag. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm marking <laughs> my calendar. We'll let the we'll let our LA listeners know about that when it when it comes up, or Ooh. not. <laughs> I'm promoting you, and you're like, actually, no. There's limited seating. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> okay, cool, perfect. Cool. Let's dive into this crime I'm presenting today, which means you get to hear a lot of my smooth, buttery voice that you guys keep commenting to me on. It's so nice. This crime was submitted by Angelica. Hello. <laughs> it occurred several years ago. Those involved, I'm just going to leave it at Angelica because, yeah, we'll see. A one-woman crime? Kind of. At, at the start, at least. Mm, Say more. Mm, Don't mind if I do. Griff, Kira, I've got a doozy for you. I am writing to you as a potential criminal ready to be put behind bars. (laughs) Right? Again, I've mentioned this before. A little bit of kinkiness with our listeners now. Mm. Yep. There's more at the end, too. We'll talk about that. This occurred to me and a group of people several years ago in the midst of the pandemic. Pandemic Lovato. Mm-hmm. I am a nurse and at the time was working night shifts in a very busy ICU during COVID. As you can imagine, tensions were quite high. Yeah. But, that. yeah, right? Saint. Saint. Yeah, and literally cannot imagine. Um, Can't. A side effect of this was that there seemed to be a huge uptick in drama in workplace relationships and with end-of-the-world style kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 
that that's normal. We, it was happening outside of ICUs as well, but I'm I'm sure like it breeds crazier stories as we're about to hear when it's confined literally. Yeah. So, because of the stress of the pandemic, many nurses turn to anonymous pages on Twitter to talk shit about their employers, the lack of their PPE, and their overall burnout at this time. Yeah, I fucking get it. Yep. Totally. Usually, these accounts would have a random cartoon as their profile picture slash avatar and would be called something randomly related to their specialty as a nurse. For example, Nurse Neuro or ICU Lady. I don't know. It was a weird time, okay? Again, I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and we were all turning to... I mean, we didn't have much else to do. We were all turning to our TVs and to social media to connect because we were not able to do that in person. So, fascinating. Yeah. I read these pages frequently after work to decompress as they gave me a way to gauge how bad I really had it. And they were sometimes, honestly, quite funny. And it helped me cope. Catharsis, baby. Yeah. Maybe she was following your Twitter at the time. Hopefully not, because it's a dead zone. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. It's a dead zone. Uh, I want to add some context, she says. The unit that I worked on was an ICU, like I mentioned, but it specialized in patients with particular lung diseases, patients that would travel very long distances to be seen by this unit or on this unit by recommendation of a surgeon mm-hmm. and under the eye of a surgeon. This surgeon's name was Dr. F. And she says the name is important, so remember it. And it's um, not their real initial, <laughs> right? She wrote it, and I don't think she, I, she never mentioned if she had already swapped the names. So I I went ahead and did it anyway. So killer. Dr. F. My God, don't say that word in the ICU. Typically, more than three-fourths of our unit three typically more than three-fourths of our unit was taken up by patients who had recently had surgery by the surgeon. This is not normal for any hospital, but something our unit did. I'll Got have it. to take your yeah, right. Got it. You know better than us. So all this said, my experience working in the ICU was different from what you may have heard from many medical professionals working in ICUs during COVID. Because our unit was so specialized, during COVID, the surgeon's cases went down significantly. So a lot of our nurses went to work at a heart ICU to work with the sickest COVID patients, which I personally volunteered to do. Mm -hmm. Got it. I think what she meant is like a lot of ICUs were COVID influenced at the time and she, her unit is not. It was insulated from that until that she moved over to help with COVID. Okay. Because their unit just had a downtick with stuff. One day, the Bird app suggested that I follow an account called Nurse Snark that had a Bitmoji as its profile picture. Okay. I've been called Nurse Snark before. It's my last name, Stark. Do you get it? I get it. Cool. I. <laughs> this is like sad so far. it's like really upsetting yeah it was upsetting it was an upsetting time these people we're we're therapy for these people but it does get petty i looked through it laughed at a few tweets that felt relatable and one about my day a few days later nurse snark tweeted several tweets that i initially liked and thought were funny but as i read through them again i noticed that they were almost dot 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 familiar (gasps) okay She even referenced a doctor named Dr. F. Mm -hmm. She also mentioned that she was working in a heart ICU instead of her normal ICU, which we just talked about her unit having been doing. 
This is when I realized that I might be following the secret Twitter account of a coworker, not some random nurse from somewhere across the country. Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything to anyone because one, I didn't know who it was. And two, it was all pretty benevolent until a few days after that. Benign. She wrote benevolent. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my word. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. What are your thoughts so far? Um, Besides it being sad. (laughs) I think the context of this crime is uh, distressing and that nurses are heroes and I'm glad they get to sound off on anonymous Twitter and so far so good. Yep, okay, 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 okay. This nurse started tweeting as if this Twitter account was her personal journal. Wow. Which, you know, it kind of is, right? What I mean, do you follow people who tweet like it's their journal versus business? Or is it kind of a combination of both? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I follow people I follow people that like live tweet a lot. Random yep. thoughts. I, mean, I mostly follow stand-ups who are just like mm-hmm. testing jokes. Yeah. I guess in our industry too, it's like it, our lives blend with work and so it's a little less separated which makes us a little bit more mindful of what we have to, what we put out there. Even on the show, it's like, you know, there are people listening that we work with versus this is a personal journal that is not meant to be associated with work. Oh yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like this, this person believes this to be anonymous, like a journal. Exactly. Got you. Yep. She tweeted things that made me realize she was on day shift because she was referencing the doctors who work during the day. And then she began tweeting about individual nurses on night shift and how they were incompetent, stupid, or shouldn't have their nursing licenses. Oh, God. Huh? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She even referenced some of them with identifiers such as, quote, the only male nurse on nights, or as, quote, the only one who wears rainbow Crocs. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Which narrowed it down to one or two nurses each time. Got it. So it's it's getting emotional. It's getting sloppy. Now, I'll quickly point out that oftentimes in hospitals and in nursing, there is a huge divide between night shift and day shift nurses. One can almost relate it to closers and openers in restaurants. Great. Great comparison. Which, I mean, literally like at the end of this week, we at at my work, and I work at a restaurant, as you all know, we're having this discussion between like side work and overall responsibilities, how busy and the expectations between each cohort. So that helped a lot. Yeah. You also don't like work with these people. So like there are some day servers that I never, ever see that I only see in my group chat. And I guess her case on Twitter, that just kind of makes us a little bit more distant because we're not, we're not going through the trenches together ever. Mm -hmm. So it breeds competition. She even made a comment about her two best friends on the unit and how she feels like they were her, they like her way more than she likes them. Oh, and how sad that must be for them. I began really wanting to figure out who this person was as her unit wasn't very big. 30 nurses maximum. Finally, one day she posted her dog's name. And I've changed the name, of course. Molasses. With a picture. And that's when I figured out who it was. Yeah. It was a nurse named Rosalie. Which I've changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dog's name's been changed. This uh the Twitter, the tweeting nurse's name's been changed. Y'all, you are safe until mm. you're not. <laughs> Once, you know, this isn't oh. surprising to me because 
Twitter recommends that you follow people that they think you know. So like, yeah, yeah it's not surprising mm-hmm. that they would like, you know, Twitter recommending people that like, oh, I took classes with at the Groundlings or like mm-hmm. people that I like run the same circles with in New York. Like Twitter, this online shit, they know. Totally. They're like, you're a nurse liking nurse content. This is a nurse tweeting content and coincidentally from your same building. On the back end, they know. Obviously, you know, Angelica has no idea, but you're totally right. Like, social media (laughs) has a mind of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, interesting point. Okay. There might be another verdict question then coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Once I figured out who the culprit was, I felt compelled to tell someone. I accidentally stumbled upon this count. I didn't seek it out. And she was talking shit about my coworkers. Oof. No, not just my coworkers. Some of my friends. Yeah. So I told a coworker. A few coworkers, really. No. On my, on, <laughs> I hate this crime. This is my least favorite crime in Petty Crimes history. I want it on record. I don't like this crime. <laughs> The, I told my I told a coworker a few on night shift about the account. Remember, because she's working night shifts, yeah. and they're separated. I made them all swear to not say anything, mostly mm. because I didn't want this news to be floated to day shift. Loose and lips I didn't, sink ships. You told your friends they're going to tell people. Everybody tells people now. Everybody knows. Oh no! And she says I didn't want all of this to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, loose lips sink ships. Sink ships. I have all these little like pocketed idioms from Kira, and that's one of them. <laughs> what was the one your grandma used to? We used to reference it a lot. It'll never oh, show on a trotting horse. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been so long. I was just like doing an interview for something, and I said that phrase during the interview, and I could tell the journalist was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, like never mind, never mind. It's like, is this the orphan? Is she really like an 80 year old woman <laughs> in a like, 30 year old body? <laughs> Ooh, anyway, unfortunately, someone that I told obviously, told yeah, I could have told you that, brother. <laughs> and the entire unit found out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two best friends that Rosalie roasted online basically ended up rejecting her as a friend. Oh. And then most of the and then most of the night shift nurses that found out were really thankful to me for saying something, as they felt they had trusted her as a friend and felt pretty betrayed by her online behavior. Rosalie basically ended up being shunned by the unit and she left a few months later to go work at an emergency room somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I initially felt, we're rounding home, I initially felt like she should have left because she messed up by making that page and I still kind of do feel that way. But after years of reflection, I feel like I have a guilty part in this too by releasing this information and treating it like a piece of gossip. So, am I guilty for releasing this info? Should I have kept it to myself and just minded my own business and unfollowed the page? Please, please help, she writes. <laughs> oh. You guys are the best. Oh, and when you pick a new name for me, if you could, if you pick my case, can you make sure the name has the same vibe as my real name? XOXO Angelica. And that's the line where I'm like, these listeners just like, they, they want to be like, I don't know. It's, it's giving kinky to me. <laughs> it's like, don't use my real name, but use something that phonetically sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> XOXO Angelica. Ooh. Okay. Yep. All right. That was meaty. Do you want to go into the verdicts? Do you have any final thoughts before we before we deliver what Angelica wants and we we rule her? Nurses are perfect. Yep. 
COVID sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for verdicts. Yeah, I will say quickly, when I was at college, Boston College, I freshman year volunteered at the Franciscan Hospital for Children in Brookline. And it was just my random placement. So I spent a year working with nurses and I hadn't spent much time in a hospital, thankfully, up until then. And I just walked away from that experience with such respect and admiration for nurses. Again, for me, it's teachers and nurses. My mom's a teacher. I think she just did amazing work shaping minds. And yeah, I saw uh, I saw how hard and present nurses worked and were. So yeah. Yeah. Especially you, like Angelica. My like my brother was in the ICU for a few months mm-hmm. and like the ICU nurses like God on unreal, unreal. Yeah. I can't I mean I, it's it's so like lame to be like it must be such an intense environment because it obviously is. And that must require a certain type of person to be able to just kind of like deal with people's emotions that are either passing through or that are staying there. And then also your coworkers. So, and to what she said, like on top of this, there was COVID. So like this, this is a Petri dish for petty. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the rulings. I'm ready. There aren't that many. So Kira is Rosalie, the tweeting nurse guilty for creating a Twitter account purposely to vent about work and her coworkers. No, but she needs to be using far fewer identifiers. <laughs> yeah, what? Yup. And I would also encourage her to buy a damn journal. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Or like find one friend way outside of work who is your GD sounding board Mm-hmm. I, I get I get it. Like, but I think the the car like the catharsis on Twitter, it should all be more like systemic and not so much about like individual colleagues. One hundred percent. That's my vibe. Yeah. I think too, like, and I had mentioned before, we like our work is kind of meant to be published and consumed. And so we have to be more mindful of what we're putting out there. Or it's it would behoove us to be more mindful. But with uh not like a normal job. I don't want to use that word, but with a job that's not so public. You mean like a job where you're not a public figure. Exactly. Exactly. I think the pitfalls of like, oh, this tweet got like a hundred likes and was retweeted 30 times gets really exciting. And it's really easy to start. I mean, that's like the epitome of social media. You get addicted to that. And so I think maybe what started off as what you had mentioned, systemic kind of complaints at a time where it was definitely needed to be heard. I think seems like it spiraled into something really petty and individual because mm. she got she got caught up in it. And we know tons of figures who have <laughs> met their downfall by social media. God, yeah. And nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. All right. Is Angelica guilty for bringing it to everyone's attention? Yeah. I can't say I would have done anything different. Yeah. If I caught a coworker on Twitter and I figured out who their tweets were about, would I probably go to my friends at work? Yeah, I probably would, but it still Mm -hmm. sucks. And I wish that she went to Rosalie and was like, bitch, delete your account. Yeah. I was going to ask in any situation, do you think you would have just like gone to Rosalie and been like, uh, this was funny. Now it's kind of disrespectful. Let's delete it. Or I'll have to, I'll have to say something. Yeah, like get this shit off the internet. Don't be stupid. Your like your account is going to be recommended to people in your geographic area like it was yep. to me. 
you think that you're swimming in the anonymous sea of the internet, but we're on the same beach, honey. Yeah, literally. Yeah, great, great metaphor. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. The last one. Okay. Should day nurses and night nurses enter into the Hunger Games to settle their tensions? No. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I have this like feeling about workplaces. <laughs> like, so like, I feel like scapegoating is just like a natural part of like surviving your workplace. What do you, uh, interesting. And what do you mean by that? Like, uh, like shifting the blame to someone else as a like survival mechanism? Having a common enemy. Yes. It's, I wish we were all better than that, but generally mm-hmm. we're not. And it helps us get through. And I feel like in general, it's best when it's like the man. Mm-hmm. So it's not like somebody among you. Totally. Like the best piece I ever, of advice I ever got about directing like when you're directing like a comedy ensemble is like you should you should be the enemy yes because you don't want anyone in the ensemble to because it's just it's not going to create a great product so like mm-hmm. let yourself be the bad guy and yep. don't ever let it be anybody in the mix and day nurses and night nurses i don't turn on each other. You're all perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're all doing such great work. That's a really, that's a really good point. I will quickly say, like, when I started at this restaurant job, I walked in and was trained both on day and night. I ended up working more night shifts because they are harder and I'm pretty good at what I do. But I noticed a huge divide between these two co- cohorts of people, but all of them were kind of venting about the same systemic, to use your word, systemic issues with where they were working. And so I created a group chat. Because I was like, A, this will help with swaps. And then B, we need a we need like a platform to kind of vent about like, oh, can you believe they overcommitted on reservations again and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It was a good place. And it I will take a lot of credit for where the team is now because of that, because we are a lot more solid and familial because of it. But it has, and to our crimes point, had instances of like little spouts of uh, drama because now we are unionized and collected mm. within each other. Uh, and it's like, no, no, guys, like, Keep it, keep it outside of our group. Keep it to management. And you're right as a director or like leader. And that's what makes a good director or a leader. I think it is your responsibility to absorb a lot of that emotion so that you're not, you're like actors or your players or your restaurant uh, workers are not, are performing at the best they can. So that was, that was really smart. Hmm. That's all I got. You're pretty, you're pretty smart, Kira. Back at you, Griff. I think you're Thanks real so smart. Much. <laughs> Attention, petty criminals, sponsor alert. We are once again teaming up with Hello Adorn for all of your jewelry needs. Woohoo! Summer is officially here, and we're giving you looks that you can put on, you can leave on, you can swim in, sweat in, whatever you want to do in it. Hello Adorn's jewelry is designed and handmade in the U.S. using high-quality materials that are meant to last, never plated, hypoallergenic, and life-proof. Hello Adorn has fast shipping, easy 30-day returns and exchanges, and free shipping on orders over 75 bucks. We are big Hello Adorn fans. Shop helloadorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's helloadorn.com slash petty. Look great, stay petty. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hello Adorn presents Jewelry and Stuff. In this podcast, hosts and insiders Low and Rich talk jewelry and basically everything else. From behind the scenes in the Hello Adorn studio, they get into the how the jewelry is inspired and made. 
as well as all of the in-studio drama. Plus, they're joined by guests they're obsessed with, including me. They laugh, they cry, and they learn. Sometimes. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, time for a little criminal or minimal. Griff, do you want me to go first? Yes, you can go first. Okay. Chivalry is not dead. (laughs) Uh, Telling a friend, I don't know what to get you for your birthday. Can you buy yourself something? And then just Venmo request me. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Minimal. Minimal? I think I wouldn't mind that. This is a personal ruling, but like, yeah, I think I'd be like, okay. <laughs> what do you think, criminal? You want the intention? I think, I think a little bit of effort goes a long way. <laughs> this is the opposite of effort. So like, would it be better if they just kind of put a middleman in there and was like, this is what I would like, please get it for me. And then you like, I think part of I'm being- tired of being disappointed by presence. Like I love the intention, but like, Sometimes it's just like, I don't need this at all. And now I'm supposed to act like I do and like it because you guessed. Griff, I love you so much. We're such good friends. <laughs> we could not have more different feelings on presence. <laughs> well, I still have that feeling. It's just like, if so, if someone's going out of their way to be like, <laughs> like buy yourself something and then Venmo me, I'm going to assume that they're not going to have the best guess. So I'm going to be like, okay, I will, I'll, uh, I'll heed your warning. Well, are they really a something. friend? If they don't know what to get you. I guess. What would you get me? My birthday's coming up. What would you get me? Boom. Drunk elephant. Boom. A limited edition pair of Crocs. Boom. A a crew neck sweatshirt that says Croc Daddy on the front. Boom. (laughs) Some type of beach apparel because Griff goes to the beach every Monday. Boom. A microphone so that he can podcast from home. Boom. New headphones because his always seem to be broken. Boom. A gift card to a vintage store because he loves to shop vintage. Boom. Whole Foods gift card because this kid's always at Whole Foods. Boom. A card with five classes to Barry's boot camp because he's there all the time and he used to be an instructor, but he doesn't have those connections anymore, so he needs some way to go. Boom. A cheeky little gift card so that he can go get his ass um, waxed again. <laughs> and uh, Kiro, like, what What can I get you? And Can you just Venmo me? <laughs> I know. Okay, fair. Point taken. I still stand by my ruling. This was a really good one. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a few more. A few more. This is a cute one. I don't know if we've done this one. And if we have, let's remove it. This is a cute one. Uh, criminal or minimal? Putting socks on before pants. No, we've done socks during sex. Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Socks before I'm pants, getting... minimal. Yeah. Especially with long socks. Yeah. Okay, criminal or minimal? <clears throat> When someone newly engaged attends a wedding, catches wedding fever, and during the reception, asks one of the grooms to officiate their wedding. Note, they just started planning their wedding that day. They've been engaged for a few months. Okay, so they're engaged and they ask the grooms or one of the groom's men? Grooms. Oh, work. Okay. Um. (laughs) So like TLDR is... You're at a wedding, getting wedding fever, and you approach one of the people getting married and are like, will you officiate my wedding? Criminal. That's what I thought. Yeah, criminal. 
that's just not your day. Like, shut up. <laughs> In the words of Kira, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut like, up, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's not your day. And like, I know the fever is hot and it's it, it's powerful. Love is love. We love it. Yeah. But like, save it for li- at least the next day. And even so, it's like, I would still rule criminal on next day. Let yep. them have their moment. Give it a Especially week, sweetie. Especially if they're grooms, they're... They're gay grooms. I love that. <laughs> All right. This one was sent directly to me. And maybe we can end it with this one from one of my good friends who I haven't seen in a long time. Kate Murray. Hi, Kate. Ooh. Thanks for listening. Criminal or minimal? Calling your one-year-old niece your best friend by way of a Facebook birthday post about her. Oh. Yeah. So basically calling your, your one-year-old niece your best friend. <laughs> you know what? On this rare occasion... I'm not feeling like a hater. Your niece can be your best friend. Adorable. No problem. However. <laughs> yes, give it to us. <laughs> she's one years old. She doesn't have Facebook. She's not seeing the post. And in general, I'm like, let's get these babies off social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like all set on like posting kids on social. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, f- I'm too freaked by the internet. But yeah. but calling her calling your niece your best friend conversationally, a teeny bit cringe, but mostly cute. I say it's fine. Got it. Yeah, I am um mostly cringe, a teeny bit cute. So I'm like the like the inverse <laughs> of that because it's like, and I, I maybe it's because I marinated with this one a little bit longer. But like, come on, like your your one year old niece can't be your best friend. Or sorry, it can be, but and if it is. I just really want to meet you and like figure out why that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Okay, okay, okay. I love my nieces and nephews, but like my best friend, what do they have to relate to me about? Uh, it's just a fucking Facebook post. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, as always, thank you for tuning into Petty Crimes, solving the world's problems one episode at a time. Stay petty. Bye. Bye. Get ready to dive into the world of the juiciest rivalries out there with my new show, Fierce Rivalries. I'm Delta Work, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey Padgett. We'll take you from heated battles over trivial things to bizarre fights that span generations, uncovering the petty and dramatic sides of people who will stop at nothing to beat their opponents. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, listen to Fierce Rivalries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.